Hey, this is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today is Hans. Hans, you got to claim a disguise before I, I broadcast your video. Everybody's going to have a disguise tonight. Come on. Everyone's waiting on you. You know what? Hey, it's Brendan. What up, fellas? Hey, Brendan. How are we doing? I love your, I love your goggles there. Uh, these are my um, pit vipers. They're very cool. They're very like a 90s squirt gun commercial kid style. Yeah, yeah. Better is better. <laughs> hey Hans, welcome. I'm glad you're you're, you're, you're I'm just I'm just I'm cute. Yeah. yeah. You, you are very KY. That's appropriate for the show tonight. Oh yeah, that's Oh man. Hey, is that a hair sprouting from your head? What Jay, you've really got the uh you've got the Tokyo Vice colors dial in there. Yes, I suppose I do. Uh I I'm trying to be uh, you know, very on on theme tonight. Now we do we do have a fourth person on the panel this evening. I, I'm just I'm waiting for him to be re- he you know he's fashionably late everywhere he goes. He's trying to you know really set set a precedent here, uh, make a name for himself. I'm just I'm oh Hans, what the hell was that? That giant eye? I didn't even know you could. What is that? Flowers? You can put actual flowers on your head? Oh wow! Yeah, that's very. Oh, uh, there we go. Hey, all right, we got uh, the pig man here today. <laughs> Cisco, how are you doing? No, it's too early for Christmas. You better chill with that. Doing good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Hans, you got to keep that mustache. You're keeping that mustache the rest <laughs> of the right. show. Now, everybody uh, should go change real quick and remove okay. their backgrounds. But let, let Hans keep his mustache for the remainder of the evening. Okay. Terrific. Man, that looks fantastic. It does. It looks very... Da- uh, what's his name? Uh, David. David. What, he played Poirot. David... What, you know who I'm talking about, Hans. You were living in England for a bit. Kenneth Branagh? No, 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 no. No, the guy who played Poirot on the BBC series. Oh, man. Oh, oh hey, I'll ask right. my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of series, we are talking about a TV show this evening. We're talking about a brand new program on HBO Max. A lot of people uh, have the impression that this is michael mann's creative project it is not really michael mann's creative project i think they shot most of it and then he was like i like how this is starting to shape up why don't i throw my name on this as ep and then he directed the the first episode we're talking about the pilot of tokyo vice tonight uh were you guys uh was this was this a show that was on any of your radars until recently yes um yeah, within I mean I mean like within recent the recent past, but not like a long time coming probably. I th- I think the last time we talked about it was in that episode that we did of Miami Vice. Yeah, huh? So you want button in your shirt right now? You get more comfortable? No. What's going on here? He looks like Bronson, Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> looks good. Charles I was, Bronson. I was trying to look for like beachy or like miami shirts but this is literally the only button-up shirt i own so so it'll be just in character uh yeah i think that the last time we spoke about this was on that episode that brandon was in that we did in miami vice uh and i had not heard about this show until then right oh, oh. Uh, because you mentioned because yeah. loris mentioned that the um the director was going to be the guy that did what movie what was it? Uh, well, we've done the Michael Mann uh, 1981 to 1986 retrospective on this series right. before with Kid Polaroid, uh, who could not be with us tonight because he's 
get a social life on Friday nights, apparently. Is right. that why I'm here? Is that why I'm here? You see <laughs> yeah. a fucking pillar? Nice. No, you, hey, you, you, were, you were the first one asked, for the record. Although, Brandon makes more sense as the go-to guest here, since we did have him on for Miami Vice not long ago. Uh, but I did want to have both of you guys on to talk about this, because it is the, the newest thing we've got from Michael Mann since he did Black Hat. Which I guess you know I ha- I still haven't seen it. I have like a seventeen gigabyte director's cut that somebody assembled <laughs> on this, uh, whatever, and, and that's apparently much different than what was released to theaters and what got put onto uh, Blu-ray. And they played it maybe once on HBO or Showtime. So uh, I was kind of curious to see what state of things Michael Mann was in when he made this compared to what I had last seen from him, which I believe was Miami Vice. Uh, that did that. Did you see succeed? Public Enemies? I did not yeah. see Public Enemies. No. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I saw that. Which, I, if good. I recall, uh, when you brought it up on the show, you noted that it has a very similar style to Miami Vice and Collateral, in spite of taking place in yeah. what the early nineteen well, hundreds. Well, yeah, yeah. That it's kind of a funny juxtaposition where it's like you have this costume, this period costume thing, shot on digital with mm-hmm. the digital, you know, with all the digital um, noise and stuff. That's such a peculiar juxtaposition. That that feels that feels like the visual equivalent to when Quentin Tarantino decided to inject Tupac into Django Unchained or something. It yeah, seems like yeah. that would be pretty jarring. Well, well, yeah, but it's I, I like the movie. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's very good. It's kind of it kind of it kind of feels like a music video. It's very edited. It's edited like very choppy, handheld. Lots of blues kind of music in the back ground um i liked it i just wish it it could it could hold still a little bit because it's a different it was a different aesthetic from what you're used to with michael mann including tokyo vice which is sort of stilled you know kind of quiet shots and um that movie was very like over the shoulder running and yeah yeah it's been on my list for quite a while. I think they might have just added it to HBO Max recently. So I got to get around to that, and I got to get around to Black Hat. Yeah, I need to um, see that as well, Black Hat. We, uh, we had done a show previously on – on. Uh, hold on a second. I was just going to recap real quick to – was a tv movie that he directed prior to doing thief which was his first theatrical release we, we covered thief we covered manhunter we covered the keep and the first two episodes of miami vice which kind of sets the tone for the rest of that series uh before he is just producer and name only i think after the second season so we were going to pick up with michael mann's work i think what, what is it last of the mohicans starts uh his 90s run and then he he does uh what is it the insider and uh, Ali and a couple of other movies. Heat, of course. So we have to do a second part to that at some point. But then we picked up with Miami Vice with you, Brendan, and we got into that film a little bit, which uh, seemed like there was a general assortment of reactions to that movie in 2021 as we were watching it. Because I I, I certainly liked some parts of it, but I also felt like there were many aspects which could have been refined uh, and you were probably the ardent defender of the movie on on the podcast for that. The greatest evening. movie ever made, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's great. We got into uh, Collateral a little bit, so yeah, this, similar this, to Collateral. 
Miami yeah, I, I pair those two movies together in my head. They're brother and sister as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't know if Mark Ruffalo is in both of them or if he's just in Collateral or if... But I feel like he was in Miami Vice, too. But there's no Mark Ruffalo in, in Miami yeah. Vice. Thank God. But now, Mark Han, Ruffalo's Han, in Collateral? Han's, yeah, he shows up... Uh, so is Jada Pinkett. We're getting and he's into... got earrings like you, Brendan. He's got like earrings in his ears and Good he's choice. like, he's, he's looking cool. Puerto Rican, yeah. Dude, I know for a fact I could beat up Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, you know what I just watched? Um, uh, he's like, don't watched, mess with me. I'm the Hulk. I watched this movie yeah. with, I watched this movie with Mark Ruffalo and um, Joaquin Phoenix where, um, I don't know the name of it, but Joaquin Phoenix just accidentally runs over Mark Ruffalo's son and kills him and hits and runs. And then later, Joaquin Phoenix, because he's not getting anywhere with the police, hires an attorney. And the attorney assigned to the investigation is Mark Ruffalo, the guy who did it. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of an intense movie. It's It doesn't really pay off, but it's interesting to see those two on screen together. He's like, you killed my kid. You killed my yeah, kid. Exactly. Why like, did you just no, kill I, my kid? Uh, what? No, I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen the the HBO limited series by uh, Derek C. and Francis? Stars Mark Ruffalo as Mark Ruffalo, essentially, and then Mark Ruffalo Wait, as his retarded twin brother with schizophrenia, yeah. who's obsessed Wait, with wait, chopping off body so, so parts. He- so he plays retarded, like he goes. Yeah, more like he yeah. treats. They treat oh, schizophrenia wow. like you're retarded. Like he's retarded. Yeah. If I if I had oh, known no. that that's where he goes with that, I would have seen it by now. Mm. <laughs> I kind of wish I knew. They also oh, bring back uh, Rosie O'Donnell, the actress, out of retirement. Uh, she plays like a social worker or something who's in charge of retarded Mark Ruffalo because he cuts off his hand and thinks he it's a message from God. He's going to remove his limbs. Oh God. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell played retarded. She did. One of the best oh, yes. retards in cinema history. That's, Riding the bus yeah. with my sister. Hans, could we just watch a quick clip from yes. Riding the bus with my sister? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Cisco, have you ever seen Riding the bus with my sister? No. Oh, you're you're we in should, for something we special. Do <laughs> an episode. We should do, uh, we should do a Civic no, TV. Uh, like a. Yes, like a commentary track on this movie because it's hilarious. Uh, hold on. I think uh, that's a good idea. You know what? Someone just wrote in the comment section recently, you guys should do a commentary. Tra- Little do they know we have yeah. a whole series, which is essentially that. But that could be a good one. All right. I just. <laughs> you got it? <laughs> this is what the yeah, Tokyo just, Vice uh... audience is tuning in for. <laughs> I just love that Rosie O'Donnell both looks like. Uh retard and a midget at the same time yeah she does somehow oh yeah oh. yeah yeah <laughs> wow wow oh we gotta get the volume going here we gotta oh. listen to this sorry my bad i forgot you know she looks like oh, a charlie brown character in that outfit yeah, <laughs> totally 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 he's a peanut <laughs> you know she could have been a good inclusion on on tokyo vice <laughs> yeah, yeah. She could pass her Japanese. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. <laughs> when she speaks in this movie. I farted. You say, I, I farted. So she said, I farted. <laughs> she said, I farted? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Whoa. She actually. <laughs> no, she said, I'm first. She, I'm she said, I'm first, and then she, she said it after. I farted. Racing. Not your second. 
Every day you are first person on my bus. Yeah. Of an Indian man with a fedora as a driver. I wouldn't. Oh, that guy was the rapist from Shawshank Redemption. Go, just rides around all day. So it's a free country. I'm a person. I buy my bus pass for 40 bucks and I'm first always, so that's why I'm first. Yeah, you're doing it on the government dole. Why don't you do something useful in your life? Okay, Henry. Huh. Wow, this guy's very libertarian. Wow. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> he's even, well, I'm but he's very generous, though. I'm catch a bus with Rick. Ah, uh, Rick is your new favorite. Yeah, because he has a, he has a green card. He's cute. <laughs> the green Mustang. Very classy. Yeah. I think he's gonna take me for a ride in it. What about your boyfriend? What about Jesse? Jesse's delicious. He's gonna take me today to get a new toilet seat because mine got broken and was sliding. So, so I would fall off of it like a what? So what was the direction? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I could just watch that. Yeah, I know. That was excellent. Wow. That should what be a profile picture. Right <laughs> 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 what was the director from the director for this scene just being like, okay, Rosie, listen, um, we need you to talk like there's something in the back of your throat that you can't get rid of before, <laughs> or like your, your thong has been cut in the middle. Um, no, 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 no. That's not how it went down. She brought this to the director. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my! Uh, yeah, she produced. She put her name on. Like, I know someone yeah, she was that proud of like this. this so. This was her Sean Penn moment. I am yeah. Sam. Uh, people, people who are not watching the the visual component that is aligned with this show. You know, people hit me. Like, I release the order uh, the the order of the episodes sporadically on the iTunes and and Spotify feed compared to what we do with YouTube. So today, I think Shut In came out, which we recorded like four months ago, Anthony, whenever that, yeah. that Daily Wire film came out. And people would just be like, yeah. oh, great episode on Shut In today. It's like, I completely forgot I queued that up for today. So <laughs> if you want the newest episodes, if you want the visual component to see Rosie O'Donnell's retarded face, patreon.com slash So mm -hmm. head on over to their $5 tier. Okay, Hans, what were you getting to before we got completely sidetracked that you were trying to uh, address when we were talking about Miami Vice? I uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I got lost on Rosie's fucking weird afro. I don't remember what my point was. Yeah, you know, I we were gonna. I saw, I showed Trevor this, uh, uh, and and we were my co-host on Drunk on Movies, and we mm. were gonna do. I was like, we should do this, but then I looked it up, and other people, and like, uh, like, like comedian podcasters did an episode on it already, and I listened into some of it and i was like Ugh. it's hard to do a whole thing episode on a on a really shitty movie right better as a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sorry we've done it yeah that's fair right well well listen we've done a string of civic movie. tv episodes where it was a really shitty movie yeah. and it was fine like for 15 minutes and then it's just like you look at the panel and everyone's just like <laughs> there's four After, people just like it's uh, two hours we've seen uh mickey rourke and tom sizemore just in a coke coke frenzy trying to act well no i i think that's un kind of unfair to say because every mickey rourke movie we've seen has been entertaining it has been the entertaining times that we, the times we've been like that is whenever we've seen uh um what's his name uh that youtuber bearded bald guy do you bearded do you think guy. he's uh do you do you the, think he's uh Director guy that sucks. The wall. Fuck, what's his fucking name? Dog Walker. Oh, Doug Walker. Uh, nostalgia. Yeah, critic. we've we've seen his three movies maybe or two of them, and that was the most 
painful to get through just because right but that's like youtube no, no... youtuber level quality which is just it, yeah. like you can see that everyone smells um <laughs> sorry uh, anthony what were you gonna ask um i i forgot that's all right no one's memory is all that sharp this evening that's fine that's fine as long as it counts for this program, Tokyo Vice. Now we were talking about, oh, is Tokyo Vice on the radar of, of people's uh, entertainment sphere? And this is something that I was made aware of, I think maybe about a year ago. I read the book Tokyo Vice back in 2018. And I, uh, I liked it at first, and then I started to gradually dislike it because I, I noted that the author, who uh, is, uh, looks a whole lot like David Schwimmer uh, in real life, Jake Adelstein, started getting carried away with his exploits of I was I was fucking this prostitute and that pro but he would like carry on for pages at a time. Now I know this is a very sex positive panel here, but when you're trying to you know uncover a mystery, sometimes you just want the mystery, you know? Uh so I was like ah, this, riddle. this this guy started out with uh you know he's breaking a, a a sex trafficking ring and he's just he's he's bragging now. He's just bragging three quarters of the way through the book. I didn't you know, this wasn't in the, the first half of this, you know, so I was like, all right, whatever. Then they announced the show and Ansel Elgort uh is the star. And I'm like, all right, well maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. I think Daniel Destin uh, Cretton, who did Short Term 12 and directed Shang-Chi, was signed on to direct all eight episodes. And then Michael Mann was like, nah, I want to direct the pilot. And then Daniel Destin... Was that the kid, was that, the kid that was like eating people in Hollywood? Or was that a different like... Moon That's Army Hammer. Guy? Yes. Oh, right. Our Army Hammer and Ansel Eckert. I wonder what public school those guys went to. With names like that. Mm. You know, his dad... Ansel Elgort is 28 years old. His dad is 81. Wow. Yeah. Now, I thought, damn, he must have got some, like, really gross. nice uh, <laughs> uh, uh, tail, perhaps. No, his mom is 75. It was a very wow. age-appropriate relationship. Oh, good God. Oh. So he oh. just has some old parents. And he looks like he has old not. parents. He sure you know? does. He acts like he has old parents. He's gentle, yeah. very gentle. He's cool, though. He's doing. I think he does a good job, and I, I'm not that familiar with the young man. Yeah, I. He's 28, to be honest. With you. I'm he's younger. Typically not a not. I, you know, I I don't think I've ever overtly disliked anything he's acted in, but yeah, I enjoy him as the lead in this, especially since he's got such a fucked up hairline. I really appreciate that fact about him that his hairline is starting to like meet the center of his head. Because you don't often see that in Hollywood with these young guys anymore. Maybe he's just in denial. Maybe he accepts what he's got. Yeah. You know, it's nice. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah. 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 It's nice to see actors with alopecia. Yeah. You got, who do you got? You got Jada Pinkett. Yeah. You got, you got Bruce Willis. Mark Michael Chiklis. Alopecia dementia. Uh, mm -hmm. You got uh, uh, Mark Strong, who always tries to pretend he's not bald. Oh wait, and him. you have you, know. you have you have <laughs> Brendan's favorite uh, actor, Dean Norris. Ah uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know who the ultimate alopecia actor is? Is uh, Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane. Oh yeah. yeah. And he wore he a pretends wig forever. Have, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He did pretend for a while. No, no. Brendan. Brendan had this really funny tweet. Um, 
I don't know if, if you guys saw it, but but Dean Norris was like going off on on some. He was talking about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. But I think he was being. I, I in the final analysis, I think maybe he was actually pro Rogan. But I, oh, I, really? at first, at first, I took it that he was anti, like that he was being snarky. What, what did he and, say? I, I, I think I, I saw the tweet. I just don't remember the the context. I can't remember of what it. he said. But all I wrote in reply was Hank. I fucked you. <laughs> but you know what? I you know what Blower guys told me to say that. So it's he did? actually Blower guys, yeah. That man. Yeah. He's the man so, behind the curtain at Blower. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I don't I think I don't think I've ever seen Blower's face. I've been in his house. Holy I've been shit. in his condo. But you didn't see his face? I did actually okay. see his face too. Oh, I wonder if he was cigars. wearing a veil the entire time. We we smoked cigars <laughs> in his living room. It was cool. Nice. Yeah. Are you talking about the Joe the Joe Rogan tweet where he says that uh, uh, with Dean Norris says that he wishes Joe Rogan was doing the Chris Rock joke? Yes. Yes. And and so, well, there's two ways to take that. One, he wishes that Joe Rogan had said it so that Will Smith would hit him. The other is that he wishes Joe Rogan had said it so that if Will Smith attempted to hit him, Joe Rogan would like, you know, put him in a chokehold and kill him. Yeah, that or makes sense. Hans, what, what's, Hans, yeah. what, what is the exact like tweet? Six four. Uh, it's uh, mm. He says, but, "Really wish." Hold on. Really wish Joe Rogan. Uh, hold on. What's the comic who told the joke about Will's wife last night? We'd all be talking about Coda winning Best Picture or waiting on updates from the ICU. Yes, and so I mean, presumably that's that's Will Smith in the ICU. Am I right? Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, but at first I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll you know, like send it to yeah. my friends, and was like, look at this faggot, you know. Or whatever. <laughs> but, but then uh, Will Smith has has been banned for ten years. Going Are the Oscars, Oscars gonna last guys? ten years? <laughs> and they're no and they're dunking on his ad. His, his you saw that video where his wife's like. She's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you being silly now. You being silly. Oh, he's like, no. please don't film like, me. And he's like, he's like, he's like, honey, no. He's like, no, I I have tight control of my social media. <laughs> that, that's the worst. And and also I heard, I haven't listened to the song, but the her boyfriend came out with a song that explains everything that happened between them today or like yesterday. <sighs> where it's just like, Will, like, just just you can get you can literally get any woman i know you know, mm-hmm. under, you god i mean talk with... about a real she's done a job you know she's <laughs> gotten inside his head i mean i mean she's undermined his very sense of self he's a he's <laughs> held captive well i had the impression up until this whole like cuckold thing that will smith was gay i thought even yeah. this for a while was a cover that will smith was just like posing as kind of like how Ryan Seacrest maybe drummed up yeah. his own Me Too to seem straighter, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't know. I Alexis Arquette, one of the final moves of Alexis Arquette, the trans Arquette before dying of pneumonia, uh, said on a Facebook right. post, <laughs> you know, Will Smith was caught sucking off his agent, and that's why his first wife left him. So that was that was the parting words of Alexis Arquette. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but you know what? When you're trying to make it in 
Black Hollywood. Oh, no. You got Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. So Anthony was in succession. I That's why I'm not famous, baby. That's why I'm not famous. Hold on. Anthony was in succession. How many? How many penises, Anthony? In the background. Just, in the background. Just... <laughs> I only had to get right, a hand, so hand job for that. Just That's one. a hand job. <laughs> just to spit but on your hand. I, I don't think it. these yeah. guys. I don't think these guys are gay. I don't think Tom Cruise is gay. I think everybody who says that is usually gay. When they, the people who say Tom Cruise is gay, Will Smith is gay, are usually gay. And I, the gay people, everybody is gay. But uh, I think right. these guys are asexual. They like looking at themselves in the mirror. They don't even fuck. They're just kind of like, they're all into their own. They all go to Scientology or some woo woo shit. Will is in the, I don't know if he was in Scientology, but he was. But he's, he's he was. definitely into like, you know, yeah, he's definitely into like Thetan, whatever. He's into the. Well, 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 part of that whole, um, you know, that whole Instagram video or whatever that Jada took, she was referencing some kind of like, uh, like counselor or guru or psychologist that they were both working with. Right, yeah. right. But I, I do think that John Travolta is gay, is gay, and I'm not gay, Anthony. Although, <laughs> um, and I think that I, I do think that he's was being blackmailed by Scientology, by the Church of Scientology, to stay with the church because they knew he was gay and he didn't want people to know. Of all the of all the Hollywood stars that have been accused of being gay that have not come out, I believe it about Travolta probably the most. I don't believe yeah. Tom Cruise is gay. No. Uh, I think this essentially confirms that Will Smith is clearly not gay because why would a man endure so much humiliation, especially for yeah. for a woman? If I mean, I mean, he he if if Will Smith were to just say, "Yeah, I'm gay," right now, he he would have a second wind. His career would have a second wind. Yeah. yeah. What he would play dad that's married to dad on a movie? Is that his? you could have him married to Chris Rock and do Chuck and Larry the black remake? <laughs> <laughs> well, what they could do is they could have him come back in a, another and in a, another Independence Day sequel, and he could be you know dating Bill Pullman. He could just do that Fresh Prince TV show that's all serious, but he plays like a gay president. He could be the <laughs> uncle, the gay uncle. <laughs> the uncle was really gay wasn't that uh, the, uh, the gay the uncle was like with the dad from fa- with carl from family matters they were like partners that that could be so, a like, great uh cute like deviant art comic book maybe uh yeah how about jeffrey the butler don't encourage don't oh, encourage yeah, that, those gay, weird yeah. fucking sex drawings <laughs> Carlton... side characters okay, what, if, um, what if carlton was hotep <laughs> that would be awesome. He's got a hotel vibe. What if, mm-hmm. what if Hillary had an OnlyFans for just her toes? That'd be sick. <laughs> just right, her toes? Right. Sure, I don't know. I'd pay for that. Yeah. I want to check those out. What are you walking on? Goddamn. Let's see them little piggies. Put them on my lap. Put them right here. Um, you could have her take like the turn that Spielberg's daughter took. Where she just marries a fifty-five-year-old oh. fisherman and and does pornographic videos. That could be. Wow. That could be. I. I mean, look, it's the Fresh Prince, right? But it's like the dark and gritty Fresh Prince. Yeah. 
Well, she she was what ado- adopted, right? She was adopted from some place in in uh, Africa because she's never uh, do that. And I don't know if this is <laughs> what happened or not, Africa. but I know that Spielberg is Jewish, <laughs> yes, and she's black. So there's some something there's some something weird going. there. He picked her up when adoption. they were filming uh, the color yeah. purple. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "You eating shit? All right, let's let me." You know, you're my daughter now. I uh, I had I, I did did Michael Mann do Black Rain? No, that was Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, that was Ridley Scott. It felt like uh, Tokyo Vice felt like Drift. Black Rain. Yes. Tokyo Drift kind of felt like Black Rain <laughs> in that it was like, um, I was really excited. Tokyo Yakuza, I I love Japan. Michael Mann. Ansel Eggert, I think he looks like a 12-year-old going on 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he has the um, – the, the, uh, uh, I don't believe who, him. He looks too young. He looks a little who, too who would you Who would you cast pretty. there? He besides, doesn't have any facial hair. Who would, you ca- who, who would you cast there in that role besides yourself? I, you know, it's like something you'd cast uh, like Ryan Gosling in. Well, you know who was cast originally back in 2013 when it was optioned is Daniel Radcliffe. They wanted to go even younger Oof. and fresh-faced. That's Weirder. yeah, that's terrible. Well, he can grow a beard though. But he's short. He is very short. He's a very dainty yeah. man. So he wouldn't stick out as much. You know that scene in that first episode where he's waiting for a train, I guess, and he's just like six inches. He's miles above every else. Japanese city. Yeah. Same in the club as well. Yeah. It's very easy to spot him. It was yeah. just it was like, kind of like, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. They they had to figure out how to fit one black person in just so they wouldn't get any shit. And it's just the friend who shows up to say, yeah. "Hey, I'm leaving. See you later." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. He's like, "I'm getting the fuck out of here. These I, people I, are I, racist." I, I thought. I think the show, and I've seen beyond. I you know I didn't know that. I watched the the first three episodes. Likewise. Um, yeah. Oh um, shit. Okay. So and the so most far. interesting parts of the show to me are the Ansel uh, you know up against the Japanese society you know like the culture clash culture him crash. getting get you know yeah. him getting yelled at for being a guy Jin, you know and yeah yeah and, yeah I like that and, and the fact and and just the fact that you know it's it, there's there's a hubris you might say there's a hoot a, a chutzpah to him coming into like this very like traditional society conservative business and kind of like trying to smash through you know because because I, I think that in the united states or whatever there is this idea that like you've got to kind of like make your own reputation in an organization you know and, and like you know be a self-starter mm-hmm. but the self-starter attitude in a japanese newspaper especially as the very first foreign person I would love to know if that's actually Gaijin. true. Yeah, I, I would like. I would like to know if that's actually true, or if that's just kind of like we can say that because who's going to look into it? But um, right. The, the fact that he's like trying to make it for himself, and he's pissed because they get mad at him. You know, there's one way to. There's a couple ways to look at that, where it's like, yeah, that you know, he's he's a newspaper reporter, so yeah. he reports the news accurately. But there's a cultural you know, he's making some mistakes. Yeah. Um, well, you're not supposed to tell the truth when the government doesn't want you to, right? So... Yeah, well, it's it about just... It's just keeping... 
Yeah, I guess so. You know, I mean, that's that's one way that that's certainly a, the way that I would look at it. But, you know, whatever, he's he's ruffling feathers in a society that's definitely not his. But but it is because they want to just keep their life like chill, right? Because yeah. none of those actual detectives actually do their the work they're supposed to do. They're all like, well, we're well, keeping well, our life comfortable. J- Japan's got a very anything. low crime rate. I mean, they don't have a lot of crime there at all. It's one of the cleanest cities I've ever been to. I think it is the cleanest city I've, I've ever been in. And, yeah. and so the people who do crime usually deserve it. Like who, who get like, like stabbed with a fucking Ginsu knife or whatever that guy is and the, <laughs> with the sword sticking mm-hmm. out. Like he probably did something to deserve it. He's probably fucking with the wrong people. And to them, they're like, well, I mean, we don't, you know, they don't like tattoos. They don't like anything. They don't smoke weed. They don't do any of that shit. They're, you know, they're kind of a conservative people. They drink a lot and yeah. um, they go to work and they, they're married to the corporations and that they work for. And so, you know, yeah, the cops don't want to fucking deal with that because it's like, why? Why are we going to get involved in this thing? We have nothing to do. They probably did something they shouldn't have been doing anyway. So and that's the whole thing that this show kind of is starting to do, which is like sneak in the libtard stuff, which is like they're showing like, who's these Yakuza guys? But yeah. I'm thinking like, hey man, they got a tradition, you know? They got this like tr- this like tradition. They got the robes on, and it's like, what the fuck do we do here? But also, we don't do anything also, like you, that here. We have no tradition, of, stuff like that. You, mm-hmm. you kind of reduce their impact too when you have that scene where he's playing video games to the little boys. I think that's I don't know if that's on episode two or not. I see because that. I watched like half of episode two, but uh, there's one scene where the yakuza guy plays video games with the kids and he's just bad at the video game even the video game is just to kill people uh and it's kind of like a realist or like a three-dimensional thing with his character where he realizes that even though he's trying to look cool for these kids like his skills don't really fit what the kids really care about which is his video game uh so he's just kind of like awkwardly standing there like all right well i I died very quickly on the video game that you got. You little two li- young boys are very good at. Mm. Yeah, that was it. That was an interesting scene where they like they're like, oh, there's a badass. He's yeah. a guy, but he sucks. Was that episode games. one or two? I think that was episode two. I think that was episode two. Yeah, yeah. I just did the the second and the third episodes um, this evening, and I I think it maintains its quality throughout but there is a clear shift after michael mann is done directing and brendan maybe maybe you're especially in tune to this because i i i think i even said to you it feels like he got very hung up on what he was exploring when he was doing miami vice and collateral and i guess public enemies and probably black hat where he seems to like to take adventures into the messiness of filmmaking and try and discover new things. And the newer, the younger directors, they're petrified of that. They don't want any potential flaws. Because I noted a lot of technical gaps or, or little problems here and there when I was watching that first episode that I did not find in episodes two and three. And I'll give you an example. When, at the very beginning, first of all, just the general room tone when Ansel Elgort and I think it's Ken Watanabe, Ken Watanabe yeah. are uh, changing. There's excessive room noise that feels like just rough audio. And you also have like people that are fairly distant from the camera uh, 
and sound kind of distant from the camera in a natural way and not a, all right, let's tinker with this in post sort of way that you don't get with Ansel Elgort when you're close up. And that doesn't happen in later episodes. And then there's also some pans and whatnot where it's just like someone wasn't entirely sure if they were moving too quick or something and like stopped and jilts a little bit. Um, just like a... There was a mismatch like between audio and... and yes. And, uh, the ma- Like somebody dialogue, you know, somebody talking and it's not quite matching. The- well, there's, yeah, there's significant ADR that's done in that first episode that is not done in two and three where you have people dubbing and it, it's exactly what you said. It's almost like a, a, a lighter version of a Godzilla film or something where yeah. it's too clean and too, like someone clearly fucked up their English in the moment and then they had to just redub the whole scene. Um, there's stuff like that that comes across kind of, it, it makes it seem less like a a master filmmaker of 40 years and more like, someone young and showing promise and fucking around for the first time. But at the same time, I think that it gives that first episode so much more character than what we get in episodes two and three. I agree. I thought it was um, um, a, a funny choice to like make everybody speak English and only have him do like Japanese sometimes. Mm-hmm. But everyone's just in the office, like, no, you cannot do this. You don't understand. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, hi, hi, hi. And, and, and I, I just feel like Japanese Japanese people would not do that. Like, you don't yeah. go to work at a job like that and then be like, okay, everybody, speak mm-hmm. English now because the, the English guys here, right. American guys here. I thought that that was, but I understand why they did that because I think it would turn a lot of people off. But I thought it would, I, I thought it would be interesting because if, if the whole show he's just speaking Japanese and everyone's just speaking Japanese, and then he meets that young blonde, that slutty bad singing blonde at the uh, at the bar. If they, uh, <laughs> baddie, yeah. If, if they, baddie um, blonde girl, yeah. Yeah, if they started to uh, speak English, and then it would have been an interesting moment there. Kind of like like uh, we did we uh, watched that movie um, Purple Noon with Elaine Delan and. Uh, there's a couple of instances in that where they're speaking English in the beginning, and then it's all in French, but it's supposed to be Italian but or American. Anyway, yeah, it was just kind of weird. There's actually quite a there's actually quite a lot of Japanese in the, like the episodes two and three, like yeah, just just Japanese, like because the story moves away from the um, just you know, uh, Adelstein. Oh, right, okay. His name. And, and, and then it, then there's like, um, you know, following some up and comers within Yakuza. Yeah. I was, I was told just to watch the, the pilot. So I just watched the pilot. Yeah. Where do I, I would like to primarily concentrate on the pilot. Cause I think that's almost its own thing, but it is good to compare and contrast and see what the, the changes. Cause I, I honestly, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about with those second and third episodes. It's like a very standard, good HBO show, but I think there's so much more of a creative pulse to that opening episode with many of the shots and, and just with how he's choosing to handle um, a lot of the material and the acting. And it feels almost like he's combining kind of an old school 70s or 80s style of filmmaking with that digital, let's just run and gun it uh, method that he became so fond of in the last decade. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen, I haven't yeah. seen those episodes, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I and I like the cast. The Japanese cast was really the guy who plays the cop is he's got a cool look to him. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks uh you know, I, yeah. yeah, he does. He does. He looks yeah. like a like that guy's not real. Yeah, right. That guy's in a video game. Uh, Brendan, since you did watch uh, episodes two and three, I mean, what what did you notice, I guess, as something that was maybe more distinct to the the pilot or something that was separate of I, I you know, the director's name I, is not coming to me off the top of my head, but there was one director for both episodes uh, two and three. And I think he was just kind of like a standard television director. Um, was that shift as noticeable in your opinion as it was for, for me when I was watching? Um. Well, I, 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 there, there was, there was definitely a shift in like the stop, the, uh, it, I, I think that they were, you know, they started to expand, um, the, the story, uh, you know, that they, they made it more of an ensemble piece after the first episode, where at, at first it's about the, um, you know, just the young, you know, American man, you know, trying to make it in, in Japan more mm-hmm. or less. And then, you know, now they added in all these other storylines and the storytelling style becomes more standard. You know, it, 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 it loses, I, as you said, I think it loses some of its, um, you know, uh, the spark that the first one has. Does it still first... have like the mystique? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It has. Okay. It has a mystique. That's cool. Um, they kept that up, though, because that was. Yeah. I would say that the... I wanted more of it. The general quality remains pretty consistent, and I don't think it's taken any like it's. It would be very difficult for them to take certain like woke turns or whatever with a show that's exclusively in Japan with Japanese people. Yeah. But you do see more of the um, the blonde character by that third episode and her rapport with this. I think she's Russian prostitute. But I'm. I mean, if I mean, this maybe this is a spoiler or something. I think one or both of them are going to get got and that's going to be the primary case of of what this series is going to be because the the book had to detail uh Adelstein breaking up a sex trafficking ring and we haven't really gotten a whiff of that thus far three episodes in uh it's very concentrated on just kind of his experience and his trying to like figure out his place as a reporter and get to know these cops and uh yakuza so I don't know. I'm interested to see how that develops. And it doesn't really seem like they're abiding by the text too closely. And they want this to be its own thing, maybe. Yeah. They uh, must have been pretty pissed about that. The uh, Japanese uh, police uh, and the and just the, the journalists and all the community, just like how some guy, some foreigner comes in and, and does that and kind of like gets credit for it. Mm. Because, yeah. Well, well, I mean, the the thing that I find remarkable, um, like within the show, is that he's like just he they you know they hire him, and and then he's like being assaulted at work because people just are not used to seeing like a you know a non Japanese person even in the building, and a so round he, eye, yeah, and so he just gets, I mean, he just gets like accosted physically at work, and and you know, I mean, and nobody, he's not, nobody apologizes to him or anything like that. It's just like, you know, he has to, he's the new guy, you know? Right. 
Now, and, Cisco, you, you went to Japan, right? Did you get, you know, did you suffer any racism over there? No, they, they, um, they generally don't mind white people, but they don't want them dating their women. Mm. When I was a kid, I, I, grew, I grew up in Hawaii. I got the shirt on right now, my Hawaiian Island shirt, but I grew up in Hawaii. Hey, Hans too. And, and I had this, yeah, you got him an Aloha shirt. He's a boogaloo. We got a boogaloo boy in here. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, and um, there's a lot of Japanese people in Hawaii. And uh, I had a crush on this Japanese girl. And for Valentine's Day, I spent like 40 bucks. I was like 14, 15 years old. 40 oh, bucks is a big lot deal. of money. Yeah, for big sure. Big deal. And I, and I brought this stuff to her house and I knocked out the door and I was like, let's give it to your daughter. And they were like, no. We don't, we don't want that. No, we don't come here again. And uh, they did not want her dating uh, uh, somebody who was not Japanese. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty horrible. Well, what's it's, an anecdotal story. it's an anecdotal story, but, it, but I heard it's very, it's very common. They don't really. When you went to Japan, did you, you know, were you able to have, did you have any. Um... I was not allowed to swim in the pools. I was not allowed to. Uh, Go into the uh, well. Your white uh, skin would have contaminated. It would have been disgusting no, no, well, I afterward. Ta- I have tattoos. Ah. Oh. So, so my wife and I weren't allowed to go into the the onsen, which is like a onsen, which is like a uh, it's like a steam, like a uh, uh, what do they call it? Like a bath that's like bathhouse. Oh, yeah, it's like a bathhouse. Like, <laughs> yeah, like a bathhouse, but it, you know, like a, but it's like um, like a hot tub that's heated by hot rocks or something. Mm-hmm. very magical mystical sure. but we weren't allowed to go in that so we had to get a uh a, we we were staying in a ryukon in kyoto and so we had an onsen in the in the ryukon in the in the little unit there and um but they but no they i mean they they, they i think they're fine with white with white people there's one you know hey come on they, 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 you know they're very patient. I like. I love Japan. That's a great. That's a great city. And you can't see anything like yakuza or people with tats. I didn't see any of that stuff. No, I didn't see any either when I went. Uh, Brendan, have you have you been to a- the Orient? Not at all. Damn, you should go to the Orient. We should just plan a trip to go to the Orient, all four That'd of us. Yeah. That'd be sick. Well, I mean, I think I think part of what I saw in the show, you know, is that. Um, you know, they are like, there's, they make a big deal out of, you know, this, our, our main journalist character, you know, calling what is obviously a murder, a murder in his um, story. Mm. And they're like, well, the police didn't call it a murder. And so I think that they are, you know, like, there's just like a concern, you know, that, that, that there would be a perception that something bad, you know, or unsafe had happened that had taken place, you know, and they didn't want, you know, they didn't want it's it's like the it's like, you know, you see this sometimes like in crime shows or whatever, where it's like one of the ways that they keep their crime rate down in like shitty places like Baltimore or whatever is like to juke the stats and like yeah. downgrade right. crime. You know, in this case, they're basically staying agnostic about what happened to this guy who was obviously stabbed like a bunch of times. Um and not calling it a murder. Yeah, because there's like, well, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. There's no way of knowing. So, and his boss, just, and his boss, 
just absolutely reams his ass it's like very publicly well i shouldn't say that uh you know in his in his office you know he he gives him a, a hard time a very hard time um, he's got a what? great japanese shouting voice yeah he does, yeah, he does. god that's so classic he does, ah! and he's got the, the he's got a nice head of hair that guy yeah, I was looking at that guy's hair in particular. The boss, mm. he's got beautiful wavy hair. I like all the 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 Japanese style. They're always smoking cigarettes, and they're yeah. just like, uh, it's very cool, very cool. I like it a lot. I like, yeah, I like it a lot. What is, what is the takeaway supposed to be here? Since they have such rigid standards and morals with their journalism, this this foreigner's reading people's mail to help his case. <laughs> he's just cutting corners not getting confirmation from the police and this is our hero yeah mm. i don't like that i don't like that i wouldn't like if some foreigner came here and did that either i don't yeah. want people coming over here and just what are you doing get the fuck out of here go back to wherever you're from i love that part where he's like uh our people think that um the jews uh run the world economy what do you think <laughs> about that and i thought yeah. the response was going to be it's pretty based. <laughs> um, yeah, that's well. well I, I I'm curious, like, why did they hire him? Yeah, like, why right. really did they hire him? Like, it's if it's such if he's diversity such, hire. Yeah, I get. I mean, but it seems like they don't even care about that anyway. You know, and and so what's and I guess my question would be, what's the real story about how he got the job? Yeah, Jay, you read the book. I don't recall, uh, to be honest with you. It's been a couple of years. I think I read it in 2018, uh, and it's it's not coming fresh to me at the moment. It just kind of picks up from my recollection anyway with him, essentially what we see in the show, uh, where they're kind of just talking to him uh, about what, what is expected of him in his job performance. And they do also mention that they made a big deal about him being uh, you know, Hasidic uh, throughout the, the interview there. And questioning him, drilling him about that. So, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what brought him over there, uh, or you know what the what the origin to that might be. But uh, I will say, you know, the pilot sure had a lot of a lot of Japanese people setting themselves on fire. They sure do love that, huh? Asians love killing themselves on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Where does the, uh, I mean, it ends on a man dousing himself in gasoline. We don't really get a proper resolution to what happens with that. And then I, I don't think it is mentioned or anything is brought up regarding that in episode two, right, Brendan? About about the guy setting himself on fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one. Not the first one. The second one who shows up at the same memorial site and is getting ready to yeah, light himself well, up. Well, yeah, so then a second guy lights himself on fire. Well, and then, um, you know, um, the the main character, the American guy asks him, it's like, why do people, why are people always setting themselves on fire in public? And the, the other, the Japanese guy says, well, it's because they don't want their family to get sued for, you know, when they die for having, you know, vandalized their apartment. Wow. <laughs> Your family can be sued wow. for vandalism yeah. for a suicide. Yeah. Wow. That's... Which I think is true here too. I mean, tech, technically, yeah. You know, we might not do it. You know, but they might not do it. But 
I don't know. I think that's, it's so crazy that like you can live in a, a place where if you fuck around, they will cut you with samurai knives. And they take that shit seriously. Do you remember, do, there was that, that movie, the Adam Curtis documentary, Hypernormalization, mm. and they talked about Trump, the cas- Trump Casino, Taj Mahal, wasn't it the Taj Mahal? Whatever his casino was. So. yeah. A, 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 whatever his casino was, or was a Trump, whatever it was. But he, uh, this, this guy came, Japanese whale. He would like, or lost like $10 million. And the day that he was supposed to like pay it, the Yakuza came and like chopped him to death with samurai swords. Mm. <laughs> and that's why like the, the casino went under. Oh, wow. And I mean, that's the Adam Curtis doc. I don't know if that's, if it's true or not, but I thought that. Are you calling him I, a liar? Think, Are you saying he's just making up things for his documentaries now? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think all documentaries are kind of bullshit. You know, they're all coming from a, a narrative perspective. It's not, it's not actual reality. I mean, Werner Herzog said that himself. He's like, you don't make them. It's not reality. It's like you, you, you have a concept of what this thing is in your head story you want to tell. And then that story kind of changes as you go. Like it is when you're directing anything else where yeah. you have the script, but, but this is, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, you know, with Adam Curtis, uh, I like his movies, but I do think that there is a, there is an element of, um, uh, there is a, a narrative that he's like trying to get at. And, but I, I don't know if that's the story with, with Trump's casino, if that's why it went under, but that would be a pretty fucking cool story though. Like, yeah, this guy, I mean, we we're, we're about to pay this t- his tab and then he got fucking hacked to death and we couldn't pay the bills so we had to shut it down i can't even watch documentaries anymore for that exact reason i'm just like so in tune to uh this is where you're leading me although i did just watch the jimmy seville uh netflix two-part documentary film i don't know if you guys that? checked that out yeah it was how was all right that? it wasn't too bad they didn't really delve too deep into his crimes though they just kind of said oh he had all these links look at all he was writing uh, letters to the prince to give advice on publicity and whatnot, but they didn't really. And then one woman shows up for an interview. They say, "Oh, he's got over four hundred victims from five to seventy-five." What? And then uh, they bring in one woman who's like, "Yeah, I got fingered when I was a kid, and he put his whole fist in my mouth, and that was it. That was the only account Quite a from talent. yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, then, so, so mostly just about his life and career and, and, and life and times of jimmy seville yeah it might as well uh it, it's just a lot of appearances on talk shows and because yeah, he was a panelist or whatever hans yeah, you were living what, in the what uk did he do? during what that did time he do? right i didn't even heard of this guy. jimmy savile yeah he was like um he, what he was like uh he molesting kids. kids right yeah yeah he was i mean allegedly children. it sounds like now what they're walking that back a little bit man. it was yeah that's a, it was actually uh it was a very pro seville document they were saying he was innocent the whole time really uh, well really i don't know you have well, to watch to find out okay. that's what i, I like okay. a good mystery all right so i i got i got it just before i was it was about 30 minutes to us you know recording this that we um my brother and i had just finished watching something and so I just put on something to put it on. And it's just this absolutely atrocious documentary about OJ Simpson um, about by this, uh, where they use this video that really has nothing to do with anything. It's just video of like OJ Simpson in a limo, mm-hmm. um, you know, and talking about just bullshitting to the camera. 
but they're making it out like it's this like groundbreaking new footage of OJ and that they've got like this brand new perspective on the murders like it wasn't OJ. It was but you, but it cannot it never gets to the point. It it's so bad. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It was on Tubi, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, but I, I just couldn't believe that this existed. Like somebody had some poor motherfucker like had to edit this thing. Uh, it was it, from the producers of Buck Breaking. Yes, I mean, OJ dude, was framed. I, dude, I bet Buck Breaking makes more sense than this thing. Like, I mean, it, that was a big thing in the 90s, right? You would get like, you know, a paparazzi would get some like exclusive video footage of somebody and then you would figure out how to use that. Like that would be yeah. the centerpiece to some yeah. bigger documentary. I feel like they did it with Leo and the Pussy Posse back in the 90s where there was yeah. a lot of behind the scenes shit and then they were like we're we're turning this into an exposé, a special documentary film. Okay. Uh, He's so going to be the biggest me too. It's going to be the grand finale. Oh my. Like you know we got no more. We got no juice left in this thing. Let's get Leo. And he's going to cry and then he's going to go away. He's you never see him again. He's gonna become the aviator. Um. Okay. I I agree with you, Anthony. Oh, wait. How how many movies does he make a year? One, two. DiCaprio. Yeah. One yeah. or two. I yeah. feel like he must be a little closer to down on his luck these days to be doing Netflix films. Yeah. Which weird. Like a lot of people like that movie. A lot of people on. Uh, don't look up. Don't look up. It was a. It's a movie with Jennifer Lawrence's. She's in it. So it got a bunch of. It's like a SNL skit that goes on for two and a half hours right, about right, the right. world ending, and everyone is too, um, you know, obsessed with pop culture. Like it, it's a movie. It, everyone's too obsessed with like pop cultural stuff and Entertainment Tonight and and what's what what sunglasses is he wearing and who's dating who the gossipy stuff which to me would have been okay if it had happened like 10 or 12 years ago sure if they made that movie then that would have made sense because that's where we were we're not there now and we haven't been there for like five years no fuck no like, uh, have would, you if, seen the bubble if that was happening now it would be like that movie would be every scene or it would be the over panic of it. The it, bubble it, it, suffers and, the exact same thing. Judd Apatow's new movie on Netflix. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's a big rotating cast of A-list celebrities and they do the same exact fucking thing where it's like a celebration, but also a, a, like, ha it's tongue in cheek. We're also making fun of ourselves of celebrity culture. And you have people like Pedro Pascal or Kate McKinnon, uh, Keegan Michael Key just doing this really bad, dry improvisation for minutes at a time, and it's the most insufferable thing in the world. They're just sucking their own cocks. Like, there's like it, they treat Hollywood and stardom like it's the '80s or '90s, and it's it's so far from that. You're right. It it, it died out five, ten years ago, and that's probably being generous. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all that anybody talks about is. You know, like whatever the new emergency is, it, and, and it isn't about the fashion. It is about what they're wearing. Like the fashion, you see what fashion it is, and it's some fucking retard wearing shorts on his head. And they're like, "Look at this icon, this trans icon at fashion at the fashion, you know, at Fashion Week." And um, that's what that that's what that is. So it's it's almost like a circus. All that gossipy. It's Will Smith slapping Chris Rock on the fucking Oscars. It's it's like ridiculous. No one cares. But everybody's about like, 
Ukraine, we got to give guns to Ukraine. We got, you know, nuclear war is coming. It's here. World War Three, and then World War Three, and then civil war, and then pandemic. And uh, you just got to keep, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like if they were to say there was a comet coming, it would, it would be, everyone would just, I, I don't know. I don't even think, anyway, it's off topic. I don't even Did think- Did you get lost would, in, in your point? No, I just, I didn't have one. I was trying to find my way there. Okay. So, but the funniest part about the OJ movie, if we OJ. backtrack to yes. OJ for a second- yes. Is that they've got this guy? Okay, so so the movie is centered around this footage that this guy, this businessman who somehow latched onto OJ in like 1999 had taken just video, and uh, and they're interviewing him and they're like and 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 there's a scene where he's like and they're like okay so and they've got a detective interviewing him like an actual police detective allegedly and he's like so what where does this really all begin, and and the guy's like well it really all begins in 1991 when oj you know has this domestic abuse phone call this 911 call where nicole called the 911 and then they go into that and it doesn't make any sense what they're talking about and then they have a whole nother scene where the detective then's like so what you're saying is where it really all begins is in the 1970s and so the guy's like yeah it begins in the 1970s and so, like, there's like, like they're repeating themselves in this really weird way, and it's like <laughs> I half expected them, half half expected there to be another scene. It's like, so what you're saying is this really begins in World War Two, and then he's like, yeah, with the, you know, when Hitler invaded Poland, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like ad infinitum, it just keeps going back like further and further. The movie, I'm telling you guys, it it made no, it's laughably, it, it's actually not. I, I'm making light of it, but it's almost impossible to make fun of because it just is that incomprehensible. So, What's the name of this movie? Uh, I'll get you the title. I'll get you the title. Uh, just give me a second. But, they, uh, they, they've been trying to figure out like the new JFK forever, yeah. and they can't do 9-11 because um, all the conspiracy theories are, are, are they're too good. They're too juicy. Oh, and holy the, shit. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Keep going. You're, I agree. I agree. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, so, so they can't go to 9-11 because it's too fringy, right? People, it's, it's, it's too on the fringe. So they have right. to go for like OJ or, you know, and then maybe, some, maybe, maybe Britney will kill herself and they'll be like, who killed Britney? Sure. They she even didn't made hang a, herself they, with her well, own they, thong. Well, they did make a Britney Murphy conspiracy movie. Oh, they did. That's oh, right. yes. Yeah, and it's like, well, in the in final analysis, we think maybe it was just mold. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called Who Killed Nicole? But, but dude, there's apparently some new some new content on um, Tubi now. She Hate Me, the Spike Lee film. Oh, yeah. But also, apparently, 8mm 2, there's a sequel to 8 I just saw that at my local Walgreens. After watching 8mm, I was like, hold on a I second. Just watched eight, I just watched 8mm as well, and I forgot how crazy it was. Because it starts out as this, like, straight, like, kind of like, you know, um, whodunit. Yeah. And then it turns into Liam Neeson, like Cage is like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, they really you know, do. They play it straight for almost a good hour or so, and then the last forty minutes is a Nicolas Cage film, and they they really hammer home. Like I think the ultimate bad guy is like, yeah, I'm just a normal guy, not very it, satisfying, it, is it? Exactly. It's Frank Sabatka from The Wire. 
and, and, and he unmasked him. He's like, yeah, no, wasn't. I was never molested. I never. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the just a guy. Polish, yeah. The Polish, <laughs> yeah. Polish both guy. I'm just evil. Yeah. Uh, it's good. I like it. Again, I, 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 I enjoyed 8mm well, quite a bit. It felt like Joel Schumacher trying to make up for Batman. I think that was the, the okay. movie he did immediately following. You're but exactly Hans, right. can you pull up the uh, trailer too? What was the name of the OJ documentary? Um, Who Killed Nicole? Who Killed Nicole? Let's see if there's a trailer out of this. Was this recent or is this older? Well, allegedly, it's it, it looks like it's from you know like it would be something that you know you know how on cable like i don't know if you guys ever go to your parents house or whatever and they've got cable and there's like all these like true crime channels that they just mm. have to program with content and uh it, but i think it used, it's, it used to be called court tv now it's called true tv right yeah true tv yeah they've got true tv and um yeah Throughout those crime show blocks, they love to sprinkle in impractical jokers reruns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is some. The only song. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is. <laughs> but this doesn't make it. Trust me, the that footage is not color. incendiary in the least. <laughs> yes, this is the guy who has released the footage. And he's like an alcoholic gay redneck. <laughs> Crack pipe. The henchmen's grabbed us. I know what really happened. About fortified now, baby. Nobody else in the world ever knew that this happened. Whole thing started. This thing didn't start until that book was gone. And why would he give it to Robert Kardashian? <laughs> 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 but guys, I'm telling you, this is just take this trailer and make an hour out of it. That's, yeah. And and that foot and all that OJ video footage that you're seeing in the trailer, like there's not any more than that. Like that's it. Okay? That's it. It's like a minute and a half of OJ in a limo. Wow. Wait, hold on. It ends with a, with a screen that says 25 years after Nicole Simpson was murdered, OJ opened a Twitter account for a little getting even to do. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Nice. Damn, dude. Hey, yeah. everybody. I'm here a... golfing. It's a great life. Hello, Twitter world. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. Hello, oh, Twitter world. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Oh, Innocent God. OJ is here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, <laughs> like yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'd read those tweets like that's well, really positive, but I'm like, man, you could have murdered you gotta, you people. OJ oh, talking about you, Ukraine and Zelensky and Russia, and it's like that. I guess OJ is the, Wait, the commentary. The, I've I've heard I've heard this thing about Ukraine about Zelensky and about um like uh and and about Biden and about Hunter and about like people going there to get whores. What is that all about? What is that all about? Why is Ukraine this like fake kind of country and they sort of, but it's real, but it's fake, but it's weird. And, and it's like a, is it just like, a I think it's just, there's a lot of whores in Eastern Europe. Yeah. yeah. 
but what's the what's the because it because it it when you look at the Zelensky talking it kind of reeks of like like weird like my my stepson was like no Zelensky's great he's he's in the streets fighting for his country I'm like I don't think he's doing that dude I think he's in the streets fighting for his country what thing gonna be in the Oscars just to give like a little yeah he, yeah the Oscars oh yeah the Sean Penn's gonna smelt his Oscar that's gonna be. <laughs> Sean, see, that's what, see, to take it back to the beginning of I Am Sam is like, that was the biggest red flag right there. Cause I really like Sean Penn and like Mystic River and, and pretty much everything he was in. But the yeah. Son of Sam was like, hey, wait a minute. What is this guy's kind of weird? Sam, Why I did am. He Sam, I am uh, Sam. Son of Sam, Sam was yeah, son of Adrian Sam. Brody, like Rizamo. And Amy Mann did the soundtrack and it's all Beatles covers. Yeah. And um, I remember having that buying the 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 um I am Sam soundtrack because um I saw first, I, my first girlfriend said it was good. I soundtrack, <laughs> soundtrack. I saw it in the theater by myself. I was I've like, I like Sean it. Penn. I'm gonna go see I am Sam. That's and, commitment. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Well <laughs> Mystic was River was that was good. He's, Mystic, he's the, uh... terrific at Mystic River. That might be, I won't say it's his best, but I actually, I, I prefer young Sean Penn to older his Sean Penn in his acting, but. Is a Carlito's way. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. what a performance. Do, do, you, do you see how, do you see the similarities between Sean Penn and Ryan Gosling? I do. They both have these like really high pitch nasally voices. When they get mad, they go, ah! they kind of squeak. Mm. and but they have similar faces they're very stoned kind of like stone cold faces sure there yeah you get that I, i've been i i thought that for a while it's like the that he was sort of a modern day like i feel like they try to go for at least they used to they try to get actors and kind of um gas gas up the ones that kind of look like older actors that reminded people of like those icons sure yeah, he um, uh, he was in um, that uh, lic- uh, licorice pizza. Did you see that? I didn't watch it yet. It's, I, oh, I, it's, it's it's so good. I loved it. Is it okay? And he's in it, and it, it's kind of a cameo role. Okay, he plays. It's kind of a silly cameo thing. And he's good in it. Oh yeah, he's, he's good. Did, did you did you see Sweet and Lowdown? I did. I liked that. That's a good movie. He's good in that. Some too. good late Woody Allen. Although yeah, it's it, not that late. I mean, he was making movies. He's still making movies. And that was like 98, maybe. Yeah, and he can't... It's very weird that he can't make movies anymore. Is that true? I'm not... I, that wouldn't surprise me because he's kind of persona non grata. Yeah, that's that's what's kind of weird that he can't... But like, did, didn't, didn't he still have like a group of actors that will work with him, though? Yeah, yeah. but I just don't think that there will any any... There's no he can't get distributed, you know. Am, I don't even think Amazon will put out his stuff. Yeah, they had a contract with him, like ten and, films. It was gonna be like did ten, they break? Like ten and they or broke five it, right? or whatever, and they broke it. But yeah. it was like over over allegations. Allegations. Uh, meanwhile, that, book that yeah, came out. The book that came out. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, which and then there was a documentary. Wasn't there like a documentary oh, and yeah. book, and then There's his memoir? And, and like, yeah. I don't. Can you get his his book? Because he wrote a book and autobiography. You can still get his book. Yeah, my mom listened. Like the thing is, is that most people are actually they don't even aren't even aware 
or, or they don't even buy it. You know, yeah. like my mom is a normie. She listened to Woody's book on, you know, on Audible or whatever. Does he, does he, does he read it? I'm not sure. Oh, I, cool. just, I don't, I don't think that everyone is like interested on like what directors Twitter life is like you know what i mean like i i feel like a, a, a lot of like if if you are in that world of like social media or whatever you might care more about what that director did before they became a director but that's kind of stuck there in that world because then you interact with real people that are living a real life and they're just like yeah it's the guy that did you know annie hall like they don't even know they're not even aware of anything it's just like this is the director same same with like louis ck that just yeah. won a grammy and yeah. it's just like well that's the that's the funny guy from like years ago that came out with a special remember that special like yeah people are not so online and aware of everything so may but but it's weird that he's not getting like his and he jerked story. off to like a lady on the phone who and you can't know, so now yeah. you gotta like chop his head yeah. off or something like what it's right. kind I of mean, weird that I mean, we've yeah. all done that hell I, yeah yeah i mean on the phone only yeah i don't I mean, think yeah. i've done that's that because that that's too deal. complicated for a guy like me i can i cannot do it's hard enough holding up the phone and and jerking off at the same to be talking on the phone and jerking yeah. off would be like <laughs> nine one people nine one one so you have to hurry yeah well i think he was actually like in a hotel room so a couple of ladies yeah a couple of them couple he asked them permission yes but was it was it what were the what was the content were they drunk had he had a few or was well, he like no, stone cold sober just like can i, I please jerk off i, yeah, I, I think, think it was more along the lines of that like wow. he explained to them like he explained yeah. to them like he's like yeah. i this is my thing well but so the, the 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 problem is is that he's got he's like you know famous and so yeah, that's the problem so, so it's like once somebody's Which... famous like uh, apparently you can't ever say no to them like Right. You know what I mean? Like, so if anything, like if they asked to kill your sister, like, like you have to say, like, if you yeah. gave them permission, you have no responsibility. Right. If Matthew Perry says, can I kill your sister? You're going to feel that peer pressure to say, uh, mate, well, I'll think about it, Matthew Perry. Part of the reason I wanted to be famous when I was a kid was so I could do stuff like that. No, I thought kill people's I thought that that's just what you do. You just, you just, you just, you know, you, you have, you, you live like a fucking wild man. I mean, you could just wait in Central Park with a ski mask on till it gets yeah, dark and wait for a woman so to stroll what... by. You don't have to yeah. be famous for the, that. Isn't that what the Flash is doing? He's like bidding girls up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That guy's out of control. <laughs> Jesus. And then he's been the, the police has been called like ten times. So they keep showing him <laughs> in full full just like face makeup too. Every article like they make him look like the biggest freak in the world, like a vampire in every photo. He's in a dress. Uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. You said you said in a tweet too. Though you said um um you said uh, this movie's never coming out. The Flash. No never fuck no. Out. That movie I was can, supposed to come totally out in. That. 2018 and it's yeah, just I, gotten one delay after another there by the time that comes out it's going to end with like and i'm the new flash i'm uh i'm yeah. who would be a good replacement daniel Timmy, radcliffe Timmy chalamet Timmy it's going to be ansel elgord and his hairline showing up yeah. as the flash at the end of the movie all right fellas that has been movies for this week thank you for listening